0: I'm pastor Charles and uh, it's it's my uh, it's my uh, pleasure today to be able to uh, speak to you uh, on the next message in our series. We're in a series right now and and it's about giants and it's about slaying giants. And pastor Chad started the series last week. And so we're going to continue so the next couple of weeks I I'll have the opportunity to come to you and talking about slaying giants. So if you want to turn in your bibles to uh, 1 Samuel 17, that'll be the uh, uh, passage of scripture that we're going to be taking a, a look at. I want to remind you that as, as you're doing that and getting prepared uh, for uh, just following along in the scripture, uh, that there is a podcast uh, that is, is available, and Pastor uh, uh, Chad last week uh, gave us uh, the, the first um, uh, a sermon in this series and if you weren't here I really want to encourage you to uh, listen to that podcast uh, it uh, is it's it's foundational uh, to this series and and I really believe it's foundational to just everything that we've even heard uh, uh, today so I want to start off this is going to be message number two about giant slayers and so this is all in the context of David and Goliath. And it's intriguing to me that I'm hearing a number of other uh, uh, pastors uh, and well-known speakers that are referencing David and Goliath these days. It just seems that, that the Holy Spirit is, is causing the church to focus on David and and, and Goliath, and I think there's probably several uh, good reasons. And so we're we're talking about David slaying uh, Goliath, but really the emphasis is on the spiritual giants that need to be slayed uh, in in our lives. In our day, day that we're living right now, there are giants. There are situations. There are problems that we face, and, and, and you, know, you know them well. We face, and they threaten. This is the serious part, that these giants, uh, these situations, and these problems, they threaten to undo us. They're, they're, they're not our friends. They're, they're our foes. Uh, they threaten to undo us and, and to make us run and hide. Run and hide just like the Israeli army and we're going to read about that in the scripture today how that when they heard giant the, the giant Goliath come out and, and yell and threaten, they, they ran and they, and they hit. and there are giants in the, uh, in our lives right now that are that are threatened to undo us and, and some the natural response is for us to go run and, and hide and we know that's not what God wants to, wants us today to do so today's narrative reminds us that we are in a Battle, whether we realize it or not. So let's look at 1 Samuel uh, chapter 17, verses 20 through 24, and also uh, verse 32. So we're talking about David uh, in Goliath and the day that David is uh, uh, given the uh, assignment from his dad to go deliver uh, uh, cheese and bread uh, to, to his brothers. Even though he was anointed king, uh, his time was not yet. And he still had to learn a lesson. And so this is the context of what David was doing on that particular day. Uh, Verse 20, early in the morning, David left the flocks in the care of a shepherd, loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed. That's the cheese and the bread. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines, and asked his brothers how they were. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance, and David heard it. Whenever the Israelites saw the men, they all fled. From him, in great fear, verse thirty-two, David said to Saul, "Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him." Just a just quite an interesting scenario. There's a quote I want to share uh, that comes from some of the materials that we're using for this series, and the quote goes like this: "When a giant presents itself in our lives." This is inescapable. When a giant presents itself in our lives like Goliath, yelling threats, before we show up to the battleground, we must make sure this is the battle we are called to fight. Choosing the right battle to fight. Let's think about that for just a moment. Fighting the right battle is key when you're into the giant slaying mode. You don't want to get in the wrong battle. So what are some of the battles or giants that we are facing today? All right? I, I, got, I got a few, and I want to kind of open up at the end and just in case I missed something. You, uh, you kind of yell at me, and we'll see where we're going. With. Okay? So what are some of the battles of giants we face? Well, one is the battle of the mind. There's a real battle that goes on in our mind. Um, uh, another one that uh, uh, some of us are battling is the battle of the bulge. It's right there, right? Okay, right. All right, there's another one is battle for time. They, these, these are giants that they, and they're wrestling and sometimes they really do us sin. There's the battle for family. There's, there's the battle for our marriage. There's the battle just to make it from one day to the next. Any other battles that you can think of that we're facing on a regular basis? Something that just comes to your mind as you heard me talk about these different battles? Anything else? There's, there, there's several. There's several battles, and, and you, you recognize them uh, in, in your own way. So here's the thing. That when a battle is personal, and we're going to we're gonna talk about two different types of, uh, of battles. We're going to talk about, we're gonna talk about uh, um, the personal battle, and we're going to talk about the, the group battles that, that we are also called to, to fight. When a battle is personal, and we all have personal battles, we need to unquestionably show up. You never have to question when it's a personal battle whether or not I need to show up for this battle. There are some battles you need to question that. But when it's a personal battle, you never have to question whether or not you need to show up for, for, for this battle. We all need to do our part. When it comes to our personal battles, we can't expect others to fight our battles. When it comes to our personal battles, we basically have three choices. Okay, and here's the three choices. Number one, we can engage ourselves in the battles, or uh, we can be, you know, neutralized, you know, uh, just kind of whatever will be will be, or worse yet, stick stick our head in the sand and just kind of hope that it goes away. So personal battles, uh, you, you do have choices. And, and yeah, really, you do have the option of just not showing up in your own personal battle. And you can go, you can cope and go uh, put up with it, ignore it, whatever. Uh, but at the end of the day, it still is your personal battle. And as, as, as we're looking at David and that he just plain showed up on the day of his battle, There is that responsibility for each and every one of us to show up. So associating, this is is so key. And I want to, I'll get this plug in and we'll talk about it a little bit more. But it is so important that that when you are in your own personal battles, you need to understand that God doesn't expect you to go it alone. Even though it is your personal battle, it's still, God doesn't want you to go alone. And that's why I, i want to give a really good push a shout out today to our small group ministry that's going on in our church and uh, we are really uh, thrilled with the way that a number of you have chosen to be part of a small group and listen folks you really need you need to be connected with with, with a small group uh, a group just outside of this gathering right here because this gathering right here is just way too big I, this is necessary, and we need these times of celebration. But man, when it comes to our personal battles, you need to be able to connect meaningfully with a, a small group because God doesn't expect you to 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 go it by yourself. See, when when we are in these in these times, you 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 know, uh, and I, I think uh, Pastor Carlos certainly as, as he's going through this battle with his own health right now, he he knows how important it is that the body of Christ is there for him. And that he can rely upon them because he he knows and he's experiences like many of you he finds that the body of Christ is is so supportive, especially when you are in battle. Not one of us here today uh, 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 was uh, indifferent to Pastor Carl when we heard him up here telling him what was going on. in his like all of our hearts, were, man, said, man, we're just reaching out for Pastor Carl, and, and and Pastor Carl is just uh, feeling feeling the support. So when when you're going through a body, uh, through a battle, it's so important to know. No, that from the body of Christ, you receive support. The body of Christ, here's what the body of Christ can do for us. It, it, uh, the body of Christ, it, it, it can love us. Uh, it definitely, it, it can pray for us. Uh, it it uh, can point us uh, in, in, in the right direction. Uh, and and that's, that's so important. And there's sometimes, quite frankly, there are sometimes that when we are in our battles, we need the body of Christ to come along and not only kind of point us and, and love on us, and that's all cool, but you know, there are times that the body of Christ needs to come along and needs to give us a little shove. It really needs to give us a, a, a little shove. So, so and, I, and I say that from the, uh, from, the, uh, from the depths of my heart. There, there are times because I'm, I'm speaking, so I don't want people to hear my gesture out here. So you can see it here, but there are some times that we need to shove people. Okay, so they didn't see that, that those that are listening, all right? Okay, but you know what I mean today. There are sometimes that's exactly uh, what it is needed to get pushed in the right direction because there are battles and we don't all handle them, handle them well. Matter of fact, there are a lot of casualties in, in, in our personal battles because, number one, we don't look to others for help. And then, then if we do and we don't listen to them, well, then it explains why we run and hit the wall, so to speak. There are battles that we hope that will just go away. But when it's personal, the battle seldom goes away, and sooner or later, the battle or the giant will rear its ugly head. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? I can't. Man, you can try to say, oh, I'll put it away. Sooner or later, it will come back again. So we can ignore our personal conflicts, our personal battles, if we choose, but that doesn't change the conflict. Personal battles are just that personal and require our, inver- our involvement and our showing up. Here's the thing here's the thing that affects me in my personal battles. When eternity is on the line, and I understand the picking and the choosing of the battles, but when eternity is on, uh, on the line, when, when the eternal soul of uh, of, uh, of my family member, uh, my neighbor, when that is on the line, I can't afford to look the other way. I have to get involved because that battle has eternal ramifications and God has placed me uh, and placed that individual, whether it be a neighbor or a blood relative, there, and I must show up, and I must do battle, especially when it comes to our family. And I think there are those that are here today. You know what I'm talking about. Eternity is on the line for our loved ones, and some of our loved ones are going through hell. Some of our loved ones are wandering away, and that is a battle that requires you and I to give it full force. That's a battle that requires us to be on our knees. and it's a require. It's a battle that says, "Man, God, I don't know what you're going. I don't know what's going on here, but I know that you're here with me today, and that I don't know where you were yesterday, but I know." that you're here today and that you're fighting for me and that you haven't left me and I'm surrounded and that the goodness of God has got me where I am here today and it's going to get me there tomorrow and so today so it's so important that that when you find yourselves in these these personal battles that you know how to rely upon the word of God how to rely upon the Holy Spirit and rely upon his body I love what Joshua said Joshua, over in Joshua chapter 24, uh, and this was at the, at the end of, uh, of his life, and, uh, and it was uh, after he had done everything he could to, to lead the, uh, the children of Israel, uh, uh, there, had been many, there had been many battles. Uh, there had been a number of things that had gone well. There had some things that hadn't gone well. And uh, so uh, it was really a, a time uh, of confrontation. It was a time uh, that uh, really it was, it was a showdown. It was like uh, Joshua, you could tell by the look on his face as you read this passage of Scripture, that he had already made mind. You know what? I don't know where they're going to go on this. I, I don't really know if they're going to buy into what I'm going to say, but I, I know what I'm going to say. I, I know where I'm planting my feet. I know what my conviction is. So it says over in um, uh, uh, Joshua 24, Verse fourteen. Now, now, fear the Lord and serve Him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods, uh, the gods your ancestors worship beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself. This day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua is just making it quite clear uh, that man things things were going on uh, that there was people that uh, there there had been indecision uh, there had been some choices that were were being made by uh, uh, the uh, fathers of Israel and uh, uh, things uh, some were going uh, uh, in a direction that certainly was against God's way but Joshua said and there are times this is exactly what happens to us that you know things me uh, you see things going different directions and so forth like it but Joshua said listen but as for me and my household we will serve the Lord took a position and today perhaps that's exactly what's going on as you face your individual battles and there are things going on and you just you don't know where to turn but there is this, this this the words of Joshua come said you know what I don't know what's going on but I don't really care what's going on but as for me and my house we're going to serve the Lord we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to look to the Lord. We're going to look to the Lord for, for our strength and, and our confidence uh, in, in this battle that, that we are, they are facing. So that, that has to do with personal battles, and we all have personal battles. And uh, they, they are personal battles that, that, that are won as we look to the Lord. The second, the second part of this, this, this sermon today Deals with, with those battles that are that are just bigger than our personal battles. They they, they are battles that are uh, uh, they they are huge, and you, you'll know what I'm talking about in just a moment. There there are some giants and some battles that that threaten groups. There there are some giants that threaten churches. Uh, and there are some giants and, and, uh, and battles out there that threaten societies and cultures. And so th- there are many. Our world at this time is, uh, is being threatened uh, by uh, the coronavirus. We, we hear about it all the time. We're hearing about COVID-19. And uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a giant. It's a battle out there. Uh, and it's got people certainly uh, on, on, on edge. Um, uh, we've got a battle going on in our province right now. I'm, I'm just naming. It's not that I'm, I'm not making statements or choices, but I just want to help you see that there are battles. In, in Ontario right now, uh, our teachers, they're, they're in a battle. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a tough battle. Uh, and uh, you, you get involved in the discussion, you find out how tough it is. And, and, there's, and, and there's a lot of emotion, but it's a battle. What's going on? It just seems, it just seems to uh, kind of uh, describe our, our, our world of society. The, the First Nations, First Nations people uh, of Canada, at least a, a certain, uh, some of them are really concerned uh, as the First Nations people of Canada. And, and at this present moment, whether, whether I see eye to eye with them or you do, it doesn't really matter, is that uh, uh, they're, they're contending. You listen to their story. They're contending for what is theirs. And, and it's a battle. It's a battle. They're, they uh, you know, they're not sure if they're going to win or not. The, the need for clean water in, uh, in, in many places of our world—it's, uh, it's staggering. Uh, and, and you and I, because we have clean water and we go to the tap and we enjoy it all the time, it's—we, we, 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 take it for granted. But it's, it's so true. In, in our world, uh, there, there is this, there's this battle just for good, clean uh, drinking water. Um, uh, there's the battle. Uh, it's not locally uh, only, uh, but it's uh, uh, it's uh, homes for the homeless. Uh, it's a battle, and uh, and you 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 listen to it, and you can get caught up either way. You can say, Ah, oh, no, that's not a problem, or rather say it is a problem, and then you get in you know varying shades. And so, so it's so important that you and I know how to choose the right battle. It's so important that you and I know how to show up for the right battle. Because there's, there's a lot of things that we could get ourselves involved in. And I think all these causes that, that I mentioned, uh, are, are, they are, are important. And you talk to people that are involved in them and you find out they're very important. I, I think another one, another that's going on and it's, it's uh, uh, once again, it's in our world. What about the, the, the refugees that are fleeing Turkey and other parts of this world? They're, um, they're, they're hoping to find a safe place. It's a battle. And, uh, you, you know, <laughs> you and I may not think too much about it and so forth. And I'm sure maybe at times for them it's not uh, that big of a deal until all of a sudden uh, bullets come flying your way. Then, then you realize, and, and these people, they're just looking for, for a place where they can be safe and experience uh, another life. And, and so the, the list goes on. And, and so we need to ask ourselves, am I called to, to one or more of these battles that are bigger than myself? It's, it's a good one. I think today, and it happens in the, in the life of the church, uh, that there are times that church, collectively, we need to get behind. We need, we need to get behind uh, the progress and some of our people. And, and I think today uh, with, uh, with, with Pastor Carl, all of us realize, hey, that's, that's a battle for our church. It's not just his, but it's a battle for church. And all of us need to be committing ourselves to praying for him and just believing God for, for a miracle on uh, that kind of thing. And, and so uh, I identify with that today. And I think you do today. So so we, we need to ask ourselves, am I called to one or more of these battles that are bigger than myself? Uh, there are some battles that seem right, but not they may not be the battle for you. Uh, uh, some battles have have ended or brought much disaster historically, uh, and, and you know what I'm talking about uh, because the participants were misguided. Uh, and so, you know, if you just keep keep with me today, so you understand where we're where, where we're we're going to go with this. Uh, but there. We, there are battles that need to be fought, and, and man, we, we do need to show up, but man, we need to pick and choose our battles very carefully. But I think of historically where <laughs> there were battles and the participants were misguided. And just for those that have followed religion history and history of religion throughout the, the centuries, you'll know. That the Crusades were mis- the people were misguided in the Crusades. I mean, it was a disaster what, what happened there, and we're still reaping the, some of the havoc from, from all that. But that was it. that's a case in point where the participants were misguided. Uh, I think of the, the charge of the Light Brigade. And for any of you that have read up on the charge, of labor, once again, it, it, you know, the, the participants, they were misguided. I mean, historically, it, it, was, a, it was a battle that really went, it, it didn't need to have all the, the disaster. And, and, and it goes down on, on the list. I think of the Battle of Waterloo. I mean, it was disastrous, especially for Napoleon, okay? Uh, but, but then you think of that, and then you think about uh, uh, Custer, Uh, this is now, this is kind of showing my, my kind of historical background, but, uh, you know, Custer's last stand, it was the battle of the little bighorn. Once again, it was, it was disastrous for him. Uh, and then there was even like Pearl Harbor. Uh, and once again, the, uh, U S they were, they, they found themselves flat footed that day. Uh, I and so forth. So there's, there's battles that you and I, uh, uh, we, we need to choose, but we want to make sure that we're choosing the right battle. So back to our, to our text found over in 1 Samuel 17. Uh, we, we, as, as we read that this, is, uh, this particular day, David is asked to go uh, and serve, uh, uh, serve his brothers, uh, even though he's already been anointed king. He didn't have to do it, as we heard last week, but he did. And he showed humility. And uh, so, so he, he goes and listens to his father, uh, and he delivers the, the cheese and the bread. And while he's doing that, he, he hears the screams and, and the defiance and the blasphemy of uh, Goliath against the nation uh, uh, of uh, Israel. And as he's there, and he hears this giant threatening Israel, something inside of David started to rise. And he knew, this is my fight. This is my battle. This is my giant to slay. Think about that for just a moment. The Israelites were scared of Goliath. He was at least four feet taller than the average man at that time. He had the best equipment. It was not a fair fight at all. It looked unwinnable to the natural eye. But David saw it differently because of his unique calling, his unique call. He knew somehow, some way, sometime that he was going to be the next king. And that was part of his calling, but he didn't know when. David saw it differently. David knew that this was his time. And because of his unique calling, he was ready to respond. The question for you this morning is this, what is your unique calling? What has God called you to that down inside, this is my battle, this is, this is my calling, this is, this is what God has asked me to do. Pastor Chad, we, we saw a video clip of Pastor Chad, and he was encouraging us. And there's a couple of things that are happening right now in our church, and he's talked about this History Makers Conference. And once again, that History Makers Conference is so, so timely because it is all about helping the church to understand her unique calling, especially in this day, because the church does have some battles to fight. And so, so it, it's very important. Also, at the same time, in our in our small groups, uh, we are in a series that just started this past week called "Find Your." place and and both both of these events uh, history makers and and find your place is all about helping you as an individual and as a church to find our unique calling because Pastor Chad and I firmly believe that God has placed Bethel with a unique calling here in the city of Stratford we're not the only church in town and we recognize that and we believe that God has other things for other churches to do but that God has given this church a unique calling and it's very important that you and I understand that it's very important that we know how to walk in Humility, we know how to serve the cheese, and it's also very important that we know how to show up, show up at, at the right time so that when the enemy raises his ugly head, that we know to say it's time, it is time to, to fight. So, David was positioned to win because he showed up at the time that God had asked him. Very important. Did he know? Think about it just for a moment. Did he know it was God's timing? First thing in the morning. I don't think so. He was just doing what his dad asked him to do. Okay. Did he know earlier in the day he would be fighting Goliath? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, uh, did he know he would require his tried and tested slingshot? You know. I don't think so. But but David knew that he was called. David, David just plain showed up. And he was ready to use whatever God had placed in his hands. So did he fully understand the battle? No. But he was willing to serve, bring the cheese and the bread. He was also willing just to show up and trust his God. That's what he did. He trusted his God. We learned last week that David's humility was key to his calling because he was willing to deliver the cheese and humble himself before his brother. It positioned him for victory. So two key points in the message today is, number one, willing to serve and then willing to stand firm. Observation. There are many conversations these days. Especially when we're in the battleground and we hear of the giants. There are many conversations these days that we as Christians are very uncomfortable and even upset with. And the danger for, for, for Christians in a pluralistic society where everyone is given the right to speak, arguably, is leaving the table. For, for, for us today... We we are found. We find ourselves in a, a, a society. We, we find ourselves uh, uh, in, in in battles, and, uh, and and we we hear the 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 uh, rhetoric and, and the words and, and the thing that we, we we find ourselves doing instead of staying in the conversation. We we leave the table. Christianity has lost many battles because they left the table. Whether it be Christian education being taught in the schools, and I'm part of that, I remember the day when when we had the opportunity to teach Christian ed, and it was it was after school, but we, as pastors, said, "No, we're we're too busy, and we can't do that." And you know what? It was gone. We left the table. Uh, uh, I I remember prayer in the schools, Bibles in the schools. We left the table. Bible reading. Or, or, or dealing with a threat of inclusivity at the expense of the gospel for all all these are conversations these are battles these are giants and and we have the tendency to to leave the conversation instead of standing firm instead of standing and holding our position in, in love and care and concern we We leave the table. So showing up and standing your ground these days is a scriptural mandate. I love what Ephesians says in 6, what Paul said. He said this, uh, uh, Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, I think the day of evil has come, uh, you may be able to stand your ground. Kind of showing up. Stand your ground, he says. "And, And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm. Don't leave the table. Don't leave the table. Show the love and and show the concern that Jesus has, even though it may seem like, man, we're odd, man. I know that, but stand firm. And with the belt of truth buckled about your waist and so forth, he goes on. You know the rest of the the, the verses found over in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 through, through 14. The Israelite soldiers, they didn't have the courage because they weren't called to fight Goliath. Okay, I'm wrapping it up. So don't miss this last part. The last part is the best part, okay? The last part is worth the admission today. Okay, so just kind of to me. All right, okay, so the Israelite soldiers didn't have the courage because they weren't called to fight Goliath. David was chosen by God. He was the one that was called. David and Goliath. David and, and Goliath is an Old Testament example. So we look and say, okay, well, that was, that was David's job. Phew, that wasn't my job, but that was, that was David's job to go and fight Goliath because he was chosen by God. But in the New Testament, Jesus has made it clear that he has called us, he has chosen all of us to bear fruit with the ultimate commandment being fulfilled when we love God. Uh, when we have love for one another. So John fifteen sixteen and 17, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that means staying at the table, by the way. That means, that's means holding firm. That means, you know, rising to the call that God has given to us and so that whatever you ask in my the name, the Father will give it to you. This is my command that you love each other. God used David. God used David, and I love this last part, God used David as, as a surprise attack against the enemy. The enemy didn't see it coming. I mean, David was a surprise attack for Goliath. I mean, Goliath had, did not have a clue what was about to happen, and he was just ready to tear this kid from, from limb to limb. And so the question this morning, as you... Here are the threats of your giants in your life. And, and he threatens to, to undo you in the situations uh, that you find. Question is this. How would you like to be the surprise attack against the enemy? and your camp. How would you like to be the one that's shown as the surprise attack that God has for the enemy? Serve some cheese and show up with your slingshot. That's what David did. You are God's secret weapon. Are you hearing me this morning? And the battles that we face, you are God's secret weapon. Here's the thing, that whatever battle God calls you to, remember, the battle is not ours. But it is his. So we win. All right, stand with me. Worship team, I don't know, they're under someplace. Okay. I think oh, we're, we're good. It's 1025. I'm gonna let you go in a few moments. Please stand with me. The worship team is gonna start playing that goodness of God. The goodness of God running after me. And I want, I'm speaking to you today. I'm talking to you about your personal battles right now. Your personal battles. The giants. The Goliaths that are in your in your life. I'm asking for the prayer team. Prayer team, will you please come and take your position around the front? And as the worship team comes and as they sing, I want to give you the opportunity to come and enjoy the benefit of the body of Christ. And that as you come with the giant, you don't even have to say what that giant is. But today as you come, the people that are here up at the front, they say, man, I got a giant. I don't know how to deal with it. I got a giant. These people are going to pray for you today. This is part of the extension of the body of Christ. So this morning, and, and, and you know, when you were there and you heard me preaching, today, yeah, man, I got my personal battles. I got my personal giant. Today, this call is for you. This call is for you so as they sing the goodness of god which is an affirmation that his goodness in the midst of your battle is still running after you as they sing the invitation is for you to come precious heavenly father as we come to the conclusion of this 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 message is not the conclusion of of our day and what you what has ahead. But Father, I want to thank you today. I want to thank you for your calling. It's a unique calling. And I pray today that as your Holy Spirit speaks to us and this message resonates in our life, that each one today will realize and understand that you have called us to be that secret weapon, that surprise attack against the enemy. Today, may your church, may your church day rise up Rise up, stand firm, and hang on to the promises of God and realize that you are fighting for us today. We give you praise and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.